Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 105 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. This is Oilers Now. It is brought to you daily by Digitex, who wish you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. In this hour, uh, we'll get a preview on the Canucks and some of the challenges they're going through right now. Ben Kuzma from Post Media 135. But before that, we are going to hook up momentarily with Jerry Johansson from the Sports Corporation. Uh, the Sports Corporation is one of the largest uh, player uh, hockey uh, agencies in the entire uh, business and we'll have lots to discuss with Jerry including the flat cap and uh, the unique draft this year because Jerry's got a couple pretty unique players. Alright, you can text us on the River Cree or uh, text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063 Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for 35 years. We're available as well on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. We'll tell you guests on the show receive guest certificates too. Japanese Village. Now open for takeout orders. Full details, jvemonton.ca. As we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, we're joined by our headliner today for Will Hawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Will Hawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. We welcome back to the show uh, legendary Western Hockey League tough guy. And uh, uh, I don't know if he's seen as being a tough negotiator. I think he's seen as being a fair negotiator. Seems to have a lot of managers that like doing business with him. And he gets a lot of good deals. We welcome back to the show from the Sports Corporation, Jerry Johansson. Jerry, how are you doing? I'm good, Bob. That's quite the introduction. That's yeah. lied a little bit there, but I appreciate it. All right. Are you? Do you think you're seen as being a tough-to-deal-with negotiator? Or do you think maybe you get more if you have a more amicable relationship with the GM? I think, yeah, I think you have to have a good rapport. I mean, it's the same teams you're dealing with and generally the same people. And, you know, sometimes you do disagree on money, but but our goal is try to get deals done. So I think the more positive relationship, which we do have with pretty much everybody, I'd say, I think is better for the player, for sure. Uh, this is a very different time, isn't it? We got a flat, despite the money coming in for the Seattle expansion, and despite the NHL, uh, the new deal with ESPN uh, and TNT in the states. We have a flat cap for the next couple of years. Um, 
given the volume of clients you have, you're not a what we'd call a boutique uh, agent that's maybe got just four or five NHL guys. I mean, your, your firm's got a lot of NHL players, so you're dealing in the day-to-day minutiae on a daily basis. Have you already seen the impact? Did you already see it start last summer with some of the extensions that you did and contracts that you did just in terms of the fact that we do have a flat cap for a few years? Yeah, it was last summer was it was tough summer for a lot of guys. It just, you know, we we could sort of see it coming, but until it happens, you don't really get to you don't get the experience, right? So I think we're going to be more. I think everybody's more prepared this summer. But uh, yeah, there's going to be, you know, there, I think the good players will generally get paid, but I think the dollars are going to be a little down for sure. Term will be down. You know, I think teams just are going to be more careful because they have to. Right. Uh, I mean, just to give a list so the listeners are aware, you represent uh, Carey Price, Ryan Getzlaff, uh, you have Brent Seabrook, Brayden Point, Josh Morrissey, uh, Milan Lucic, Colton Pareko, Elvis Merzlichkins, Brendan Gallagher, Brett Connolly. You got a lot of guys. So there's, and there's some big contracts there. Uh, the, the Gallagher one, as an example, uh, it kind of went a little bit dead for a couple days, didn't it? Then you and Mark Bergevin kind of recalibrated and got it done. Yeah, that was a that was a strange one. I, I think my Mark's. I really like dealing with Mark. Like, their Montreal's great to deal with, and uh, but it was a stressful time for everybody. And that was right at the beginning of sort of the, you know, just before free agency. So it got a little off track, but we got it back on track right away. Which you know, a lot of times deals do get off track a bit, but our job to get it back on, and, and it all got settled. And it was you know probably more of a misunderstanding more than anything. But uh, the important thing was you know Galley's all signed up and a Montreal Canadian for a long time to come. You have Braden Point. He's got a year left in his deal, uh, and, I, and I'm thinking of the Oilers situation with Darnell Nurse, who took a bridge as well. Uh, he's a year away. Does that conversation occur between you know uh, the Lightning organization and yourself uh, in advance? Like, hey, we, uh, Braden's a real important player for us. He's you know one of our three best players. We're going to need to know where we're coming. Has that sort of process? Would that already start, or when when does that start traditionally, Jerry? Well, it could start as early as late summer, you know, or just before the season starts, and it'll probably be ongoing during the year, you know, and, and there's, as you know, there's a number of uh, players that are similar to Braden's, uh, you know, position, like Chuck and, you know, uh, Rannon and a number of guys, so it's going to be interesting um, to see, and I think after we get through one more summer of the flat cap, I think, you know, there'll be more clarity in terms of where those bigger names, how they how it settles out with them, so I expect we'll be talking to them, you know, late summer at the earliest and probably all throughout the early part of the season. How do you handle a, a scenario like Ryan Getzlaff? He spent his entire career with the Anaheim Ducks. He's their captain. They are in a rebuild. Uh, have you had a conversation about whether or not he would be open to potentially chasing the Stanley Cup? I mean, his whole family, I, I believe his wife's from there, his family's grown up there. Um how do these conversations sort of uh, go and take place, Jerry? Yeah, that's a well. That's a really interesting one. Hey, Bob. Like I've been working with Ryan since he was just a young guy, so it's really interesting right. for a player to stay with one organization their whole career, you know. And I think that's still probably a priority for Ryan, um, you know. But you know how things go. It, you know, he's going to take the off season to think about it, and obviously find out what Anaheim's doing. But he's such a he's a lifelong duck, so it's you know he's such part of that franchise. You know, I think the you know the odds are I can never say for sure, but the odds are he'd probably stay there if he decides to play another year. But but you never know. You know, it just depends how things go. And um, but but it's been a you know pretty solid relationship between the Ducks and Ryan for a long, long time.
Yeah. Uh, switching focus, Brett Conley. Edmonton has, I think we can say Edmonton, you can confirm it. They were one of the teams that expressed interest in Brett yep. in summer 2019. He goes to Florida. Uh, Florida has a change in GM, a little bit change of philosophy. He starts, he got scratched a couple times. Would you get involved in potentially assisting Bill Zito, who's, who himself is a former NHL agent, in, uh, in maybe in helping place Conley, uh, getting him a new start somewhere else? Sort of. How much involvement does a G or does a uh, agent have in those scenarios? Well, it depends. I, you, but the answer to your question is, yeah, we we do get involved in that. In this case, you know, we didn't speak to Chicago. Bill pulled that deal off, but but we both, you know, we all sort of knew that it wasn't working, and uh, they had a good problem. They had some other guys that really stepped up. And just, you know, Brett was sort of a little bit on the outside looking in there for a while. Um, but, yeah, in those cases, and that goes back to your first question about having a good rapport with teams because, you know, a lot of times you're working together trying to find a solution. And uh, when you do that, then, you're, you know, that's the best for the player. So I think Brett found a good home in Chicago, at least right now. And, uh, yeah, it, it, but Bill was great and dealing with. And uh, But he pulled that off. We didn't, he, didn't need, he didn't need our help in this particular situation. But has that happened before where you've assisted? Yes, 100%. Yeah, still a lot of times under with the green light from the GM. Like, we'll get teams sometimes will tell us, hey, you know, we're trying to get something going. If you have any ideas, let us know. And we're and to your earlier point as well, we could, because we have so many players, you know, we're talking to all the teams sort of all the time. So we sort of have a handle on what teams might be interested or where they might be a fit. And we're, you know, so we're pitching our players all the time to guys, you know, and, uh, and that I think with the cooperation from the team, it, it can be a good, uh, it can be a good strategy to have us all working together. We are joined right now by Jerry Johansson from the Sports Corporation. Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers now. Jerry, I had a manager say to me, Bob, the summer to strike in terms of making a move for a goaltender is this year with the expansion draft because of the rules. Uh, you're looking at Edmonton, and they're fourth in the NHL right now in save percentage. Nobody saw that coming, but that's the reality of where Edmonton's at. But they've got a 39-year-old goaltender on an expiring contract and a 32-year-old guy who's who's making starter money. Uh, but it's basically a backup at this stage. You've got two guys that are pretty interesting goaltenders. Elvis Merzlichkins, who does not have to be protected by the Columbus Blue Jackets, I believe, uh, as, uh, as well as Chris Dreger in Florida, where they have Bobrovsky, and an emerging guy that uh, helped the uh, the U.S. Uh, World Junior Team uh, end up getting a uh, gold medal in the World Juniors. Like, they've got their goalie of their future and their goalie of right now. So, uh, uh, you know, Jerry, there's two guys between Chris Dreger and Elvis Merzlikens who I would think there'd be a lot of interest in the market uh, this summer. You think that's a fair assessment? Yeah, I do, actually. We have Pierre Morazic, too, who's a UFA at the end of the year. Um, you know, so... Yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's going to be we're going to be right in the goalie market. There's no question about that. And uh, you know, obviously, you know, Elvis has another year left with Columbus, and uh, um, you know, Carolina, you know, could very well want to have Peter back. But but yeah, for sure, we're going to have uh, we'll be fielding some calls, I'm sure, on the goalie market. So it should be kind of fun. Uh, Elvis has outplayed Corpusello to date, but Corpusello's in at a significantly lower cap hit, and Columbus has got some other decent goaltending prospects. Um, have you looked at potential organizations for where some of these guys might be able to go to? Yeah, we're always kind of looking, but but you know the goal would be to try to keep Elvis in Columbus. You know, if if they want him back, that would be the first step. 
but yeah, we're, you know, we always, just in case, we're always looking for all our guys for all kinds of spots. So yeah, with Elvis, it's, it's, you know, he potentially could be, you know, it could be a, a, a big guy on the market at some point, but right now, you know, I think it'll be try to keep him in Columbus if that's possible, but it's a little early to have that conversation with them as well. Jerry, uh, with a sports corporation, with a guy like Dreger, who's a late bloomer, is it more who Dreger's worked with, or do you assign, like, do you have specific goalie coaches or, you know, like Lyle Mass is from that OR sports school. Do you, do you have, uh, you know, do you, do you sort of have a goalie, you know, a, a goalie side and then, you know, a defense, you know, maybe defense work with a former NHL? How much of that is done individually by the player? And is there a little bit of guidance provided by the agency as well? Well, yeah, that's a good question. And actually, we do have people that we work with if players don't have somebody that they really like or they're not connected with. So we do have quite a network. But generally, the goal is that players will find, over time, will find something that works. And in Chris's case, he obviously found something that works. So once it works, we don't mess around with it. But but making introductions and getting guys started, especially our young guys, until they find somebody that fits and they're in a groove, we do help with that a lot, actually. But uh, but a guy like Chris has been around a little bit and is in a great spot. He, he, you know what he's been like. We tell him if it's working so good, don't be changing it right now because whatever you're doing is working. So in his case, he's all set. But but you're right. We do do we get involved in that quite a bit. If you were to advise uh, agents on pending UFAs. Um... You know, you always want to get the best possible deal for the player that's the given. How much of it's about money and how much of it's about fit? You know, that's a great question. I mean, I think, you know, it, it depends on the player, but for sure fit is probably the most important thing because guys want to play. You know, they want to be somewhere where they can contribute and they have an important role. And usually the money follows that. Generally, the best fit is where the best money is or close to the best money. But, yeah, I mean, I, I have to say if I had to pick one, the fit is general. Money being close, the, the, the fit is what you're looking for, and then the money sort of follows that. Is there any concern, Jerry, about uh, Canada has lapsed? I mean, Canada doesn't develop its own vaccine, so Canada and and I know and this is not. I don't want. It's not a political situation. It's just the reality is Canada's behind the U.S. The U.S. has got about. I, I, the last time I checked, uh, about seventy-two uh, percent has got a, a single shot. Uh, and Canada's at about, I think, 36%. Might be a little lower than that right now. Is is how COVID being handled in the two countries, is that an issue or a concern, do you think, potentially for some free agents? Well, I think so, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it, it, there's a, there's a, certainly a, some anxiety out there with this whole pandemic. There's no question. I think in every, everybody's feeling it in every business. But I think the same in hockey. I, you know, I think the fact that the league was able to pull off a pretty successful season, you know, in the heat of the pandemic is gives everybody a little bit of hope that things in the fall are going to be a lot better, you know. And I'd like to think by the fall, as much as we're in tough shape right now in Canada, certainly in parts of it, that things are going to improve fairly quickly. But I'm an optimist. But yeah, there's yeah. a little bit of that. I just think once we get back to normal travel and normal schedules, and and we you know we can go about our business normally, I think that's going to be a big help. And I'm expecting that that's going to be have changed by by the fall. But who knows? But yeah, it's going to be a consideration. I think certainly you know in the summer during free agency. Yeah. Uh, by the way, ourworldindata.org, uh, Canada as of yesterday at thirty six point six three. 
doses administered per 100 people. The United States, 73.43 doses administered per 100 people. So there's your update for you. So the U.S. basically, yeah. uh, Canada at about 50%, which which isn't surprising because Canada does make its own vaccine. All right. Uh, now, here's here's a little bit different perspective. You've got a couple goaltenders. We, we, we talked about Dreger. We talked about Merzlichkins. Uh, you mentioned Morazic. Um You've got a couple goaltenders coming up. Teams have been very... Uh, we haven't seen a lot of goaltenders selected in the first round of the NHL draft. We're starting to see some European goalies in the mix. There hasn't been a goaltender out of Canadian Major Junior Hockey since Malcolm Subban, which I think was in the 2012 draft, and he went late in the first round. You have Sebastian Coase of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Uh, I believe TSN had a Bob McKenzie at him at 15, and you got uh, Jesper Wallstadt out of Sweden, who I believe was ranked 10th or 11th. You got It's pretty rare when you have would have two goaltenders uh, that that high. Uh, do, do you think you're going to see some teams step up? I mean, how much communications already occurred in terms of uh, you know Zoom calls and that sort of thing that have your clients gone through to this stage? Well, yeah, both players have had a ton of meetings, and both are just unbelievable goalies. I mean, Jesper has been playing consistently, you know, through this whole pandemic, but Sebastian has just been unbelievable. Like, he was a little off the radar screen because he just hadn't played, but since he's hit the ice, he's been amazing and uh, just a great player and a great young guy. So I think I think he's, his stock is rising, and, and I think it's going to continue to. So, I mean, the trick with all, always with the draft is teams don't know where they're picking, and frankly, teams don't even know – you know who's available until they get their pick it's except if you're one overall so there's always that uncertainty even right on draft day but but i think that both guys are going to be really highly thought of i expect well, them to do really well uh well that's what six four six five yeah he's got to be six four and sebastian is bigger than him he's got to be i think he's six five or six six he's yeah, just, I think uh, he's, yeah, both he's guys six. are beasts yeah. I've seen uh, Jerry. I've seen Costa uh, play seven games this year. He's unbelievably athletic for a goaltender yeah. of that size. And the other thing I like about him is he's got a little bit of attitude. Like the Oil Kings don't have a tough team, and there's a couple teams. Lethbridge is an undisciplined team. Red Deer plays a physical game, and when they try to get in his paint, he's giving it to them back. And I kind of like the fact that he's kind of protecting his turf out on the ice. So there's something yeah. there. I, I, uh, you've also got you got Stan Coven right from uh, the Camels play. Yes, Logan's down in Dallas. Fabian Lysel, another Swedish player down in Dallas, both doing great. But Logan, yeah, he's a he's another kid, just a super talent and a great attitude. He'll be a great pick for somebody. All right. Uh, do you feel a bit bad for the kids that they're going to have a little bit atypical of a draft experience, just like Seth Jarvis, one of your clients, did that last year? Like, it's you're not going to an actual draft. It's done over Zoom. Or do you think these kids are maybe uh, – are, are are they a little bit more flexible than maybe some of us that are a little bit on in our uh, ears in terms of uh, sort of where it's at? <laughs> That's me and you, my friend. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess, they, you know, to some degree, they don't know what they're missing in a way because they've never been to it. And, yeah. I mean, they're just so happy when they get drafted. I think they're just as happy. But I think you and I both know the experience that these families have at the draft. I mean, it can be stressful. But it's it's pretty cool. It's a once in a lifetime thing. So I'm I feel probably worse for them than they do because they're just excited when they get picked and they they get to you know their new team and they get to move on. But uh, but I do sort of selfishly wish you know, it's a great time we we spend with the families. We spend a lot of time with them. They in person meetings and the combine and all those things that have been you know we've taken for granted up to this point that we were going to really miss. Jerry, we appreciate the time. We will touch base before the draft. Thank you again for joining us here in Oilers Now. 
Thank you, Bob. Uh, that is Jerry Johansson from the Sports Corporation, who, by the way, has Carson Suse who is a unrestricted uh check that he is uh, he needs to be protected by the Minnesota Wild that is going to be an interesting guy because hypothetically if um Clefbaum couldn't play next year to me that might be the type of guy that could come in for a couple of years and do a pretty good job he's a pretty solid defenseman he's 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 not shy physically and I think the orders want to develop a little bit uh, bigger defense here. So we'll continue to monitor that. It is uh, 124 in Edmonton. Jerry Johansson from the Sports Corporation just joining us now. We'll hear from Ben Kuzma out of Post Media in Vancouver. Uh, we'll again tell you that Jerry was our Oilers now headliner for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. And when we come back, we'll get to the North Division report for Craig Hummel at REMAX Excellence. <laughs> Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30 Chat. Leon Dreisaitl tonight with Connor McDavid and Yessa Pugliarby. Ryan Nugent Hopkins in between Dominic Cahoon and Kyler Yamamoto. Ryan McLeod, who Dave Tippett has just said will see some PK time. Uh, tonight we'll play with Tyler Innes as well as Josh Archibald. Uh, the Oilers will have to activate Innes, I would assume. It'll be emergency recall because Dave Tippett has confirmed that both uh, Devin Shore and Gaetan Haas are a little bit banged up. So that would enable the Oilers to uh, have Innes on emergency recall. And then uh, Jujara Kara will return. He'll be between James Neal and Alex Chason. All right. As promised, we are going to get to our North Division report. It's brought to you Monday, Wednesday, and Friday by Craig Hummel at REMAX Excellence. And here's Brendan Escott. Well, Edmonton can clinch a playoff spot with a win tonight against the cellar-dwelling Canucks. Toronto, nine up on the Oilers, but have played two more games. Winnipeg, five back of Edmonton. They are mired in a six-game losing skid right now. Calgary has fallen eight points in back of Montreal for the final North Division playoff spot. Both of them have played 50 games. Brought to you by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Finding your dream home, listing your old home, it all starts at soldtodayedmonton.ca. Find it, love it, move in. And there's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than Wetasco, and Brent Ridge Ford is a 10-time President's Award winner for customer satisfaction. They are open six days a week to serve you. They follow all COVID protocols to protect both customers and their staff. Uncle Milt was telling me they're low on used vehicle inventory, which makes now a perfect time for you to sell. Let the gang at Brent Ridge Ford lend a hand by calling 1-877-477-3673 or visit brentridge.com. Oilers and the Canucks, uh, Miko Koskinen to start for Edmonton, same D. And uh, when we come back, uh, so Caleb Jones will remain with Ethan Bear. They'll have Kulikov and Larson. Darnell Nurse, first in the league in 14 even-strength goals by defense, third in the league uh, defense even-strength points of 26, fourth in time on ice at uh, 25-45, paired with Tyson Berry. That'll be the uh, Oilers' top pairing tonight. Ben Kuzma coming up from Post Media from Vancouver after a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.